Happiness is there <clears throat> when you remove the sense that something is missing from your life. I might have botched that quote. That's from the Almanac of Naval, which is what I've been posting about all week <laughs> uh, or all month, I guess you could say. It's a book that I'm even going back to and picking out pages to skim and reread. And I don't usually do that with books. So I bought a physical copy just to do that. You can get the free PDF. Just search Google for it. So happiness is removing or it's removing the sense that something's missing from your life. This is a really interesting way to say it. And I've never thought of it this way. Like obviously humans are self-replicating desire machines. Like it's what nature programmed us to be. But nature accidentally created this thing called consciousness, which is why we've been able to separate ourselves from the rest of the animal kingdom and what's allowed us to do all the amazing things we've done and even be able to like ask the question, what is happiness or how can I be happy or am I happy or am I not? Like that self-awareness that, you know, I mean, as far as we know, the rest of the animal kingdom doesn't possess. So if happiness is, the, is removing the sense that something's missing from your life, by removing, you then can move to gratitude. I've been lately thinking about gratitude and desire, and I was thinking about how I feel like at a baseline level, you can't actually have gratitude and desire at the same time, right? Now, obviously, you have different categories, so maybe family, health, money, whatever. Uh, you can like be grateful for what you have, but you want more. I think in a way that's true, and we're going to have kind of a sliding scale, but I think if you remove all that and you really get down to first principles, it almost seems like they're at ends with each other. They're polar opposites. So can I want more money and, and, and success while still being grateful for what I have? I don't know. That's interesting. Interesting question to really try to go deep into and think about. And personally, with the amount of things that I have to be grateful for and in 2020 being a stressful year, which at first didn't bother me and then it did and whatever. And I'm kind of now completely removing myself from it so that it doesn't bother me anymore. And I'm, you know, getting better as a result, like, cause obviously iron sharpens iron and every hardship or struggle you go through is an opportunity for growth. I very much live my life based on that. But I, two young sons, beautiful family and home, you know, certain kind of financial security, uh, I'm working through like figuring out what my purpose is in life, but I'm lucky. I don't like the word luck. I've built my life in a way so that I have this, these problems to deal with. So these problems are like, how do I want to spend my time? How much time do I want to do? Not want to do, should I start a new business? Should I not? And it's, um, they're good problems to have. So I'm trying to think how to slow down a little bit, do less, almost maybe have a sabbatical in my life, which I've my adult life has never even, I've never even considered that. Like there's just too much to do. <laughs> and it's really has, requires like putting brakes on what I want to do in my character and whatever. And so I'm trying to be a little bit more free flowing, let time pass. Uh, one thing's for sure though, I, I'm seeking peace of mind. And I think that's connected to happiness, peace of mind, desire, all these different things. There are different forces that aren't always like on the same spectrum. Some are like in different quadrants or whatever. And like, I think stress of mind, stress and peace of mind, I think is really what most of us are actually after. Happiness itself is kind of a fleeting thing. It's based on removing negative feelings and moving to like a certain bliss. 
and almost nobody's like happy all the time. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's totally natural, but I think we can definitely reach a state of peace or of Zen and just not be so obsessed about the external things in life that are happening. And that just comes down to a decision. And so I've studied the Stoics for years after losing my father. That was a big thing that helped me cope. And it's that idea of you just focus on what you can control and you ignore what you can. And there is a certain peace and calm that comes from analyzing the world through that critical analysis kind of framework. Like, what can I control? What can I not? Let me focus on what I can. And fundamentally, the past has already happened. So the only thing that I can do is adjust how I respond to it. And how I respond to it should be conducive to what I want out of life, happiness, peace of mind, et cetera. Right, and what you see is people get addicted to the, the the victim mindset. They get addicted to feeling outraged and angry and and, and mad. They get addicted to, to hate, and it and it destroys them. And they convince themselves that they're on some noble cause to make the world a better place or right the wrongs of the universe. But the reality is, there's no such thing as right or wrong. That's all just opinion based on human consciousness. So it just becomes a form of self-flagellation, like masochism, just absurdity. <laughs> and I don't even want to talk about it. Like I could easily go down the political rabbit hole and talk about how stupid all that is, but it's not even worth it. it. It disturbs my mental state. It disturbs my peace of mind. And so I've tapped out of that game. So there, there's definitely been like, uh, I would say like some ups and downs in 2020, but for me, it's been like, you have these little ups and downs, but it's still going up right to positive. And you know, back to that idea of desire and and gratitude. Uh, I don't know. I haven't answered that yet. Like, can you have true gratitude and f- and find fulfillment and contentment through that, or do you always have to have a little bit of your human desire for more, more, more? Like, I don't think I'd want to snuff out my desire completely. Like, there are things I want to do, and I think they can matter to other people and bring me more fulfillment and bring more security and prosperity to myself, my family, people around me, make the world a better place, et cetera. And I think that gives purpose. I think it gives meaning and it helps with longevity, which all the research suggests having purpose and community is huge for longevity. So I do want some desire, but I want to be able to kind of think about and talk about it as I am right now and have a healthy relationship to it and, and, and really use it almost as a, as a, as a tool, right? If I can use desire as a tool, I can use that tool effectively and that tool won't then use me. Like obviously a knife can cut some fish to make sushi or it could cut a vein, right? And kill like, so I think that's probably a good way. And that's what's so crazy. I love talking about this. I literally love talking about this because I'm just like verbalizing these things that I would have probably just let bounce around my subconscious. I love talking. So if you're watching this, I really appreciate it. It's amazing. It's so much fun. It's so rewarding for me. But if desire can be a tool that's used strategically, whereas most people just default to desire through their baseline primal instinct and it and they have no control over it and it consumes them, that's where I think you want to really uh, wrangle desire and and come to terms with it and then figure out how to use it to your advantage rather than it being like a wild stallion kicking and bucking you about. Let me know. Let me know in the comments.